WTS presents 3, 2, 1 All the Feelings This episode Transcendence Pete, can you believe it? It is episode 812. Does that mean we've done 812 episodes? Nope, it's our weird season thing. But it is the last episode of season eight. Can you believe it? And will you believe it? I can't believe it, but I am forced to. Yeah. I shall because of the pressure of numbers. Yes, numbers. That's right, they Tom. always get you at the end. This has been. They sure do. This is the last episode of our brand new experience. Uh, WTS presents all the feelings. We will be talking in a later segment about whether any of it worked. But for now, I, if the avid listeners to the last episode will know what we are talking about today, but in case you didn't make it to the very end of the episode, Pete, we started with change, and what's a good one to go out on as far as looking forward to the future and moving ahead? I don't know, Tom. The jury's out as to whether or not it will be transcendence, but that's what we're talking about today anyway. Transcendence. No. Existence or experience beyond the normal or physical level. So this was a tough one, and uh, it was my idea, and you chose it, mm-hmm. and I think to punish me mm-hmm. for having the idea, because mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. I made a whole list of feelings mm-hmm. and emotions, and you said, that's not a feeling <laughs> or an emotion, that's last. And I said, great, bring it. <laughs> and then I was having so much trouble, we had to postpone recording. I also got sick. <laughs> Uh, sick with typing. <laughs> so, <laughs> And I realized when I first started thinking about my relationship to transcendence, I was having, yeah, a ton of trouble because I don't, I didn't really know what it meant exactly and how it's seemingly fit into my personal life. When I think of transcendence, I think of one thing, meditation, transcendental meditation, something that, sure, and, TM. what's that? TM. TM. TM trademark. And it's something that I've been told could be incredibly helpful for me but also something I've never really tried because, you know, sitting around quietly with my own thoughts sounds clinically uh, like in clinical terms, like ass. Uh, that sounds terrible to me. <laughs> um, and so I was feeling very in my body all this week and I couldn't think of how I use transcendence, uh, which is awesome again, because I came up with this uh, dumb topic. And then, Pete, it struck me like the hot kiss at the end of a wet fist. I remembered the zipper. Are you intrigued? Oh, this is where the Foley sound, I need to insert no, a zipper. No, different zipper. Good. Please do not. Nope. No, 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 no. Strike that. Mm-hmm. Before the lockdown. Can you remember before the lockdown? No. There, there was, was nothing before the lockdown. This is all, we've all just been here the whole time. Yeah. There yep. was a traveling carnival that would come and plant stakes in the gigantic park that I can see from my window that's outside of my apartment. And they would come every, uh, like they would come like two to three times a year. It was very carnyish and very something wicked this way comesy because they would just show up. Like I'd wake up and take Foster out and there's a carnival there and no one's working it because it only <laughs> works at night. I texted you a couple photos from it. Do you remember that? I do. Do you want to yes. take a look at them and describe what you see very briefly if you want? If Yeah, let me uh, let me go back to them. I remember I sent um, them to you a little while ago. You did. Okay, so the first one is, yeah, I mean, it's, uh, it looks like we're on top of something mm-hmm. and uh, looking down at a sparse crowd <laughs> yeah. that uh, 
may, are they social distancing or was this actually how we behaved before the pandemic? I, I don't, don't know. Remember. <laughs> um, and, and the other one is, uh, is looking up at one of the rides. It's one of the swingy rides that goes in a big circle mm-hmm. and, and you're in a cage. Mm-hmm. It's like the cage match ride, except for the cage is also moving right. while you're fighting to right. the death. And then the third one is, looks like we're that's where I'm looking at the Gravitron ride and the, what is that called? Ferris wheel Mm -hmm. and the Ferris wheel. They're all lit up. It's super late at night and there are no people in that, in that picture at all. Weird, right? It is an abandoned Ferris wheel. There's a chance that I dreamed this whole carnival and it was just for me. But anyways, so yes, it was very sketchy. There were a lot of people probably went missing, (laughs) but either way for me, it was a treat. That would show up because as we've talked about, I really like rides. And that brings mm-hmm. me to the zipper. Have you ever heard of the zipper? It is a staple for yes. sketchy carnivals across the United States. No, I, I don't know. I don't carnival. You don't carnival. If you look, I don't if carnival. you look under C block, there's a little YouTube video that you can oh. watch and you can describe this is traditionally what the zipper is. A, does it look enticing to you? Would you like to go on it? And B, how would you describe it to people? You kind of already did with the death cage match. Oh, for crying out loud. <laughs> this is the zipper? Oh, God. Okay, so imagine there is a... I don't even know how to describe it. So there's a center axis in the sky, and around that is like a a, like a, a rod. <laughs> it's like a giant rod. And on the rod are tracks around which more cages are moving up and down the rod as the rod spins, but they're also spinning on their own axis. It's Correct. like, how many axes are there here? You, I mean, Yeah, so you are locked in a steel cage that can spin 360 all the way around, and then your yeah. entire apparatus also is spinning 360. So it's clearly, and it's always like, looks like that's where tetanus was in, invented. It looks sure. like something from the movie Saw. Uh, and, and I'm surprised they call it the zipper. I don't understand that name because no. all of these little things are cages. It should be called rain of vomit is what it should be called because that's what's happening. I have to imagine. Do you know how much neon thing. costs? We're going with the zipper. We don't have time for rain of vomit. <laughs> that's too much. Uh, do you want to know one other quick fact about the zipper? Of course. In the late 1970s, the government put out a PSA and we have a copy of it in the show notes. Uh, telling people to not ride the zipper after multiple fatalities when all the compartment doors opened mid-ride and a bunch of people fell out. That is 100% true. That's a horrible story. A link to the YouTube of the zipper if you want to see it for yourself, and then this PSA will be in the show notes. Pete, the zipper, I know you've already... No, stop looking at the zipper. You have to look back at me. Enough. Focus. Okay, I can't... Focus. It's bad, bad, y'all. Stop looking at the zipper. Focus on me. Stop carnivals are trouble okay go ahead i'm here i'm with you uh so the zipper would it surprise you to know that i would go on it every night <laughs> yes it not it would not surprise, it would not me surprise you of course you do and why why would i go on it every night i've already used the word sketchy a hundred times to describe both the carnival and the zipper and the guy running it looked and talked like a weirdo every time and it felt dangerous and i've ridden it about 12 times over the three years that it would come i would do it multiple times every night and I would do the whole, like, close my eyes and let my arms and legs dangle free. And I'm sure I was losing wallets and car keys with wild abandon. And we're all screaming. And I think upon reflection, what I was experiencing or was trying to experience was transcendence. 
in a way. Not being out of my body, but experiencing a feeling beyond the normal level. Remember the normal physical level uh, that the robot talked about, the normal or physical yeah, level. Right. And I was alternately feeling like really weightless and then really heavy and then spinning and then dizzy. And it was really addictive. And it reminded me of other things that I maybe do to experience transcendence while also still in my body. Again, the whole topic that I want to talk about is I never do anything to achieve transcendence. I think I do a lot of things to try to achieve, to achieve transcendence, like roller yeah. coasters, of course, or fear, Pete. Haunted houses, scary oh, movies. all the time. I do those all the time. But what they is that? Describe what that does to you. Like haunted houses, scary movies. How does that lead you to transcendence? I think they help me forget my normal feelings, that I'm experiencing these rushes of different sensations where it's not possible to be anxious about all the little things that I'm constantly anxious about. Yeah. It's like a it. cosmic push. Off in a safe mm. way, of course, that we've talked about that's the re sorry, we've talked about that's the reason that people maybe go to see these scary things. It's to sort of practice yeah. fear in right. what is hopefully a safe way. I don't know why I keep saying the word safe alongside the zipper, because it is not safe, says the government. But either way, <laughs> I think I like these things because, like I just said about me meditation, being alone with my thoughts seems very intimidating. And so instead, to get these rushes of excitement are these great feelings that I really sort of scribe for. Do you think that that could be called transcendence or am I reaching too far? I'm fine to no, be reaching I, too far. This is the thing. I mean, like I see the word transcendence and robot gave us the, the definition of transcendence. And I sort of, <laughs> I guess I, my interpretation of the definition is, is more broad than that. Mm -hmm. Right. Because I, you know, and we'll, when I talk about my, stupid stuff it'll i think that might become clear because it's a very different approach to transcendence than your experience sure. and and what you're shooting for so it, it does it fit sure absolutely it fits i think the the real question is like what do you get out of it like how is it just a vacation from anxiety for you or is there any sort of like leveling up that you get to do as a human Ouch. as a result of getting there standing question let me think about it for two seconds. One, two. Yes, both. It is definitely a vacation, but then one that leaves me newly energized. Mm -hmm. It's not a that rush, that feeling of rush, whether it's panic of a haunted house, whether it's that really intense feeling of a roller coaster, G-force. I come out of the other side. I'm always like sort of bouncing up and down. I'm re-energized by the mm -hmm. scenario because it's reminded me of the better feelings or the different feelings that you can feel during life. I lead a life very much of the mind, too much, some would say. And it by pushing me out of that experience into just more of a physical or primal realm, I think, yeah, I think it helps me remember what is really important, what is really in front of my face so I can just live more in the moment versus doing what I always do, which is anticipating something and being worried about that. There's no room for that when there's a guy with a fake hammer running after you. <laughs> I would like to think that even subconsciously, it helps build courage in that if I can do this and experience it and enjoy it on its own terms, then that solo I'm going to sing in a couple of weeks doesn't seem quite as scary. That brings me to another thing, actually, now that I'm just saying that performing. Performing can be <laughs> a version of, I think, transcendence. You are a performer. 
we sang in an acapella group a ton of times. Do you remember, did you ever have that feeling of like going out, knowing you did a good job, but you come off stage, you're like, I can't really remember everything that I 100%, did. 100%. 100%. Isn't that yeah. transcendence? You have left. Yeah. You did something, made a bunch of people either laugh or excited or something, and you were in a way outside of yourself. Something else is taking <laughs> over. I would also like <laughs> to did. think that that is... <laughs> Oh, no. I, I love that you use the words, yes, you went out on stage and made people excited. It's not Magic Mike acapella. Like, <laughs> it's really. <laughs> you turned on we hundreds sang, of people. We, we sang some songs. I mean, OK. People like No, it. but but to your point, uh, I there are very few things in my life where anymore, particularly where. I have such singular focus that I sort of black out, hmm. right? There's no phones. There's no beeps and boops. Right. There's no watches. There's just the thing I'm doing and the people watching me doing the thing. Uh -huh. And that, I think, is why, like, when you're at 100% max focus on a single thing, it, it's it, when you come down from that experience, it's kind of hard to to recall, right? right? Yeah. It's, it's hard to... To, and so I, I get that. I totally get that. I think my question for you, though, given Please. all of this, mm -hmm. um, is that, you know, how, as you're thinking through it, how do you use it with intention, right? Is there a purpose for, like, using these tools that you use for in intention? Or do you, are you just saying, like, okay, I need to go have an out-of-body experience right now. I'm going to go to a haunted house. Or is it, hey, everybody's going to a haunted house and the results will be, oh, hey, look, I had an out-of-body experience. I'm saying out of body, real tongue in cheek. I, know I get you're it. Not actually, well, out of body. One thing I can say, I think it might be the former. In that, again, I was going to this carnival alone. Yes, it is right across the street, but alone, and I didn't bother. I wasn't going to invite friends to this weird death carnival, but just like walking across the street. A, yes, it was very simple and easy to get to, but in the same way that I talk about, I've gone to Universal Studios alone. Yes, I go for to, sure. I don't do haunted houses alone, not because of fear, but just because it's just a little too sad. <laughs> That's too much. <laughs> well, because the lines are so long, like just doing yeah. that alone. And it is a group experience. Like I will be forced yes. to be with just strangers. And so that's a little bit too much. But I would if it was different. Remember, we talked, uh, was it last season about that, A not AI, the VR experience that horror the scaredest i've been oh, and the fear horrible. that it gave me for vr i did that myself yeah. i just walked into a mall and was like oh okay i'll try that so there is a definite let's take me out to play yes feeling for it versus yeah. just going along with the story i am so searching for these kind of things and there is a limit like i'm never going to jump out of a plane f that in the b but um <laughs> Like, I can't, like, that's the one reason I can never be on Amazing Race is they're always eating bugs and jumping out of planes. And I'm like, hard pass. Yeah. But no, I, I think I kind of like that idea of like, I'm taking myself out to put myself in this situation because part of me needs it. I think it, I love that you called it a vacation, but I think there's also something emboldening about it. Just thinking about it, like just for this episode, has this given you a, a different sort of kind of language to talk about it because it, it seems like some of what you're talking about is a new awareness yes. and like does this change how what you're thinking about the next time you go to universal yes does it change like how you think about that trip it's fascinating because i mean it's going to be fascinating because tomorrow night is my haunted house night i thought i had lost all of my in-town 
spooky friends that want to go on these things. Yeah. And then I think I mentioned uh, Liz Vakovic and her husband, yeah. uh, producer on 30 Nights. They're big fans. We never knew this about each other. And so we're all going. The three of us are all going to like three different installation outstanding oh uh, in thousand oaks and like simi valley or so that can't be right but something like we're just driving around all night going to these things and i'm going to be more i don't want to say that i'm going to be more in my mind watching myself be out of my mind but i will look at it with this new language like you said this new appreciation of i'm really getting something out of this i want to do this and part of it sure. is because of that rush, because of that vacation, but because, because, yeah, I'm getting some sort of a, I don't want to say a jolt. It's a different type of jolt. Yeah. I mean, the having a different language for this, I started this whole thing. Everything I said was true. The one thing I knew I don't try to achieve is transcendence. And I'm achieving it all over the place. All just the time. On my terms, in ways that yeah. you usually don't think about transcendence. And probably maybe yeah. most people do. And there's a good chance that listeners and people that do TM uh, will be like, nope, that's being scared. <laughs> like, I could be <laughs> wrong, but it seems they, if at the very least, they are sisters to each other. What I'm going through and the idea of existence or experience beyond the normal or physical level, because I'm pushing. Yeah. yeah. So I think that's fascinating. I want to, I, I'm looking forward, very much looking forward to tomorrow night and to see, um, what it's like. And I, my plan is to go through the haunted house and be like, ah, now look. And then I'm going to engage every single character <laughs> into a long conversation of like, <laughs> I want you to know that I'm not afraid of you, Travis. I'm afraid of what you represent. <laughs> Kyle, Kyle, I, come here. Come back. Come back. Come here. Come, come back out of the cage. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. I know. Take the blood bag out of your mouth and, and just listen <laughs> and just listen and be heard. Yeah. I'm going to really ruin the entire experience for everybody. <laughs> And now, American Smooth, read by author Rita Dove. American Smooth. We were dancing. It must have been a foxtrot or a waltz, something romantic but requiring restraint, rise and fall, precise execution as we moved into the next song without stopping, two chests heaving above a seven-league stride. Such perfect agony one learns to smile through, ecstatic mimicry being the sine qua non of American smooth. And because I was distracted by the effort of keeping my frame, the leftward lean, head turned just enough to gaze out past your ear and always smiling, smiling. I didn't notice how still you'd become until we had done it. For two measures, four, achieved flight, that swift and serene magnificence, before the earth remembered who we were and brought us down. Tom, I, I think your segment, your interpretation of transcendence, I think, and and my trans it just demonstrates uh, how different we are oh, no. <laughs> and where our anxieties live. Sure. Um, for me, I, so, you know, there are a lot of different ways to, I think, obviously approach this conversation. And, and I, I thought about the things, um, 
you know, I thought about TM and I, I never told you I did. I, my mom took me when I was an older teen yeah. and we got TM certified. And <gasps> so I have my mantra what is it? and I have the whole practice. You're I allowed to tell you. No, you're allowed to tell them nope. now. I looked it up. <laughs> nope. It's not true. <laughs> no, they say you're the best thing to do about your mantra is to tell someone on a podcast. Come tell on, everybody on a podcast. Yeah. yeah, no, that's not true. So, um, I, so I, you know, I, I totally get like that interpretation of it for me. Uh, I, I went back to, uh, our friend. Do you remember our friend Maslow? Oh, the hierarchy of Abe. needs. Abe, Abe Maslow. Was Abe. that the hierarchy of needs? Was that the, the food yeah. pyramid? Yep. I remember it was the food pyramid, <laughs> the triangle of sadness or whatever it was. Yeah. <laughs> Well, and the and the only reason I bring that up is because you know we've talked about so the at the bottom we have our um, uh, psychological needs and safety needs and belongingness and love needs and esteem needs and then self actualization right. needs at the top and right. that is is the top of Maslow's hierarchy. He actually came back and introduced the idea of self transcendence as a further motivational stage oh. and. And it involves transcending the self and focusing on something beyond the individual, like a higher cause, spiritual growth, or purpose, or mission. Okay. So, so that's outside I, I, of you? Sure. It's it's sort of what your purpose is or your legacy Yeah, what do you be, exist or, to do? Yep. As long as you've checked all the other boxes, then why the hell are you here? Mm. Right? And that took me down the dark road of history. Oh, no. Of Pete's life. Well, it's not that dark. Uh, it's probably cloudy. The The first thing I wanted to do in my life was to be a paleontologist. I know what that is, but why don't you tell the audience? <laughs> I wanted to... <laughs> I want. I wanted to audience. Yeah. I'm talking only to you now. Yeah. I wanted to study dinosaurs. Oh. I was six, and I learned the word paleontologist, cool. and that was what I wanted to do with my sure. life. And my bedroom was littered with those balsa wood, like punch out balsa wood yeah. s- skeletal models. Yeah, and I had all the great dinosaurs hanging from fishing wire uh, that we'd hung from my ceiling. It's like paper dolls and, for boys. Yes. For, <laughs> of for, the era. Uh, yeah. Of the era. For sure. That's exactly what I was. But at some point, I, I changed. And I, it was not too much later, a couple of years later, I wanted to be a spy. And I had put cool. all of the dreams of paleontology behind me. Uh-huh. And then I realized I don't really enjoy being super physically fit. So I stopped wanting to be a spy. Got it. I I was probably 10 at this point. Sure. And then I, I, you know, went into middle school and early high school and I found, you know, I have a little bit of an affinity with words. So I started writing a lot and I started getting feedback from my teachers that, hey, Pete, you kind of have an affinity with words and you should keep writing. And I had it in my head at some point, I want to be a professional writer. Mm -hmm. Somehow or another, I want to be a writer. And at the same time, I started having a similar experience in the theater. There was just I had the acting bug and I wanted to act and I was in every show and I was president of the drama club. And that was just that was my high school experience. I went to college in New Jersey uh, at a school that was right across the river from New York City because all the internships from the theater department were at SNL. We're at 30 Rock. Oh, interesting. Okay. And that was what got me to the theater department at this school. And, and you know, uh, but, uh, you know, things change in life and I ended up 
moving through that too. Mm-hmm. And then went back to a different school. I went to CU Boulder eventually for journalism school because then I wanted to be a journalist. Right. Right. And so I went through and I got my degree in journalism. And so now I've been a paleontologist in my head and a spy and a writer <laughs> and an actor and a, a journalist. A journalist, yeah. And a journalist. And and you know, it's the later ones, the journalism and the and the the writing that have actually led to my professional career, mm-hmm. which is now now podcasting, but uh, you know, marketing and communications, those things are sort of the hodgepodge of skills that I use. But in my head, Tom, I still have a little part of me that thinks maybe I took the wrong path and should have been a paleontologist, no. or maybe I should have stuck around on that spy path. Uh, and, and I'll tell you as a sidebar, yeah, I, my dear friend, when I wanted to be a spy, my dear friend, uh, uh, you know, I, don't, I actually don't think I can call him by his real name on the podcast. What? We grew up seven houses from each other and played together every single day. And uh, he also wanted to be a spy and ended up becoming uh, effectively a spy, <laughs> a soldier spy. And he right Unfortunately now teaches. for the Russians. <laughs> yeah, right. He now teaches high altitude, low open in, 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 uh, what's the word? Not insurgency, Inverted? but in, ingress jumps from yeah. the, the kind that Tom Cruise Mission did in Impossible that movie stuff. that time. Yeah, yeah, he teaches that course for other people because now he's you know he's uh, he's an older guy and now he teaches wow. all this spycraft stuff. It's extraordinary. And so when I found that out, I thought maybe. I should have been a spy. And then, oh my gosh, you know, this whole writing thing, maybe I haven't really leveraged all of that. And maybe that's why I do this National Novel Writing Month thing every year for 20 straight years. Because I just haven't quite exercised that demon. And maybe, you know, maybe I'm not journalisming enough, you know, or God, maybe I'm just like everything has become (laughs) baggage of regret that I carry behind me. Because you're wondering what could have been. Exactly. And to me, that's what transcendence represents. It represents taking those choices as representations of old life, Mm -hmm. old Pete, and moving beyond them, accepting that those are past and that I'm living right now and that all of that experience in the past, I I need to liberate. I need to just be comfortable that there is another a plane of existence where another Pete is out there and he's done all that stuff. So I don't have to. Right. The everything what do you all, think about it? Is that the everything is that all too, there was? Uh, yeah. Well, we talked about the idea of taking comfort from the idea that a different Pete or a different Tommy has done all those things. And I was not able to meet you there. Yeah. For taking comfort from that because I, but I wanted to do it. <laughs> this Tommy wants it to do. Yeah. And so I can't really join you with comfort but the idea of transcendence of another version of transcendence can be equivalent to like forgiveness like if you've made mistakes if you have regrets or things in your past um letting it go and moving beyond that is a hundred percent relatable and necessary and a hundred percent really difficult to do 
Yeah. Pretty much everything that wakes me up at two in the morning and that I think about from two until two forty-five AM before I go back to sleep is stuff that I need to transcend from. I need to move yeah, right. to put it in its place. I need to let it go. Uh and it's really hard to do. But I guess I don't think about those things about what I think more about what I did do and regret versus what I could have done and didn't. So there it is. Yeah. That's why we're different. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, my my existential anxiety is all it, it lives heavily in the regret of the things I haven't done. Interesting. Yeah, I'm and, barely and so, holding on to the things I am doing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm about to spiral out of control <laughs> at any given moment. I'm a human zipper. <laughs> yeah. Well, this is this is the thing, and this is why I bring this back up. Yeah. Because as I get older. What I notice is there is an increased cognitive load to the to that regret. Okay, and it is be, it becomes more and more important to make a practice out of letting go mm. of that weight because the truth is, if I really if I live in fact and truth, the truth is I am supremely happy right. with where I am right. in my life. Right. I have a fantastic family. I am married to a wonderful person. Mm -hmm. And uh, I, my kids are, you know, fantastic. They're taking the world by storm. Mm -hmm. You have a perfect partner in podcasting. And I have a perfect He's partner in podcasting, amazing. a yeah. PPP. <laughs> and so I have to let go of the, the stuff behind me. And when I do, when, I, when I'm able to make that leap, I feel lighter in mm -hmm. the world, right? Like sure. I feel better when I'm not considering the paths not taken. And that to me is the spirit of transcendence. Sure. Like there was a, there's a there's a line in the last Star Wars movie, right, where Luke Ghost Luke and Ghost Yoda are hanging out together in the tree of Jedi what's it's is burning and Yoda says this line that is extraordinary he's talking about the youth right okay. and Yoda says we are who they grow beyond well that's what i feel like myself like i am hmm. who i've grown beyond sure old peets old choices old you know regrets and i've been able to sort of transcend those things in a way that is i i like to think is healthy yeah uh, but but it's a long road and now at like in at 50 it I, i'm i think i'm more conscious of the legacy baggage that i've been carrying and didn't even know interesting sure well there's also is there something to the fact that it's not fair to yourself you're assuming that paleontology would have been awesome you're yeah, assuming right. that you wouldn't right immediately be shot in an alley as a spy. I mean, those were very different. <laughs> it's very easy to say to rose-colored glasses things that were just never in sure. the cards. Yeah. But that the opposite, the good enemy of that is to is appreciation for what you do have, which is what yeah. you were just listing. Like you're like well, this podcast partner sounds amazing. I don't He's really extraordinary. Yeah. It's great. extraordinary. I I think that's the thing that I've been mulling over this week. Mm -hmm. And honestly, since we started this season, like when we put transcendence on the on the list of possible things, when you put transcendence <laughs> on the list of things, uh, you it, just it, kept putting became... the word brisket. I was like, we're not going to talk about brisket. Go ahead. And that's just my effort to spike all the other ideas and make you work harder. <laughs> right. 
I, that that has become a thing that has been uh, that I've been very mindful of. Yeah. Is what do I need to let go of today? That's causing that's slowing me down. That's causing that. me to waste cycles on something else. Mm-hmm. And I I think that's um I think that's important to me. The other angle of transcendence, and this is completely different, but it is the other thing I think about far more often than I should. Mm. Is when will I be able to plug a USB-C cable up my nose and upload my consciousness to the cloud. I'm not kidding you about this. <laughs> I want to transcend yeah. the flesh and become lawnmower man like nobody's <laughs> business, Tom. I am not kidding you. Everyone just went, who? <laughs> that <laughs> That is a dated but amazing reference. We can't even say, if we, we can't even say like Max Headroom. People would be like, what is that? And I went with Lawnmower Man. Lawnmower Man, the most untranscendent <laughs> CGI ever. <laughs> but do you, but so, you really do want to get out of the body yeah. and roll around? Sure. I sure do. I sure do. I really do. And I have as long as I can remember, as yeah. long as that concept was introduced to me, this concept of the singularity, right. like at this point where where human and machine intelligences combine. And I think we're like, as it, it feels like limit theory, right? As close as we get to it, we're still only half as close as we'll ever be. Right. And that's that's the, the massive, again, existential disappointment in when we were born is that we're not close enough to it. I can't. You wait. wait. You and I are going to frolic in the digital lawnmower man fields. Me? Uh, we're going to just play pixel toss and, <laughs> no, I and we're going to pixel podcast you, and it's going to be great. You have forgotten that I am a walking EMP. <laughs> 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 they will say, do you want to be up low? And they'll get up low <laughs> into uploaded and I will make everything disappear because I'm too afraid. <laughs> did it oh tom oh are you exhausted if there's one thing i'm transcending from it's this season (laughs) (laughs) how do you feel this was a brand new this was i mean this was kind of about transcendence and change the bookends of this whole season Mm -hmm. we wanted to give something new or as you again kept saying more brisket for the barbecue more brisket for the barbecue (laughs) and you love that phrase and it's your favorite oh no no i'm talking like trump and um (laughs) How do you feel? Do you think that this was a good choice? And do you think that there maybe is more firewood out there for us to explore? What? I do. I I do. I I really enjoyed it. I I actually feel unlike past seasons where when we get to the end of just picking the scab, <laughs> the anxiety right. scab. Yeah. Um, I would get to the end of our of our, you know, 12 episodes and just feel like, okay. I'm I'm ready for a break. And right. I can honestly say I'm not there right now. Like That's we're stopping. Yep. And it's good to end when energy is still high uh and take a break because we have ideas for other things. But I'm I feel like this season has been just uh, for me personally really energizing and I've I've loved the pivot and I've loved looking at at things kind of a, in a different way, looking right. at the way I relate to emotions in a different way. Yeah. It's been great. What do you think? I have decided that we should not stop until we do all of the feelings. <laughs> That's right. Just We've like made the brand the, promise. At the end of episode seven, we finally figured out what that smell was. 
<laughs> now we are starting a new hunt, and we are going to be figuring out every single feeling. There's probably only like six or seven more, right? I think we've already done most of them. Yeah, yeah. we did all the big ones. Well, we actually do. Wait, do we want to tease it all about the idea? I think we do. We do. I think we do. And I, I have actually made some notes. I'm gonna. This is. I'm gonna spring something on you. Oh, okay. While in the middle of a talking, are you behind me right now? I have thoughts. I'm right behind you right okay. now. Yes. So what we're thinking is here's what I we're don't know. I think you you came up with this idea. Uh, who's to say? I think it's you. Okay. I am to say that it's you. Okay. And the answer is next season we're going to do all the feelings presents the sins. <laughs> no. <laughs> we. As you may have noticed, we generally go a little dark. Give us optimism. We'll give you pride falling or whatever. Like we will. And yeah, we did one episode was about envy. That is, as we pointed out, one of the seven deadly sins. That leaves sure six is. more. <laughs> it's six more. But here's the here's the spin that you and I have not talked about. Oh, and you okay. can tell me. Maybe we'll cut all of this. Okay. But there are seven deadly sins, the seven capital sins, the seven cardinal sins, mm -hmm. right? And and you know them right off the dome, yep. right? Go ahead. What are they? Envy, gluttony, wrath, lust, probably, uh, like over <laughs> over salting food, <laughs> lactose intolerance. <laughs> okay. All right. We're going to get there. Yeah. Uh, pride, greed, lust. Uh, envy, gluttony, wrath, and sloth. Okay, so we did two of them. Right. We did pride and I think envy. we can, we have room in this new context to do them again. But here is the thing. Oh, no. Here's the thing, Tom. Oh, boy. Each of these sins can be overcome with the seven heavenly virtues. What? Humility, charity, chastity, gratitude, temperance, patience, and diligence. Where do those come from? It's truth. Thomas Aquinas. I know him. Wait, seven, <laughs> eight, nine. That's seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. That's if we've already done two of the seven. That's twelve. That's yeah. twelve. That's how long our seasons are. What do you think about that? <gasps> sins and virtues and virtues and sins. Oh, yeah. Pete. And it gives us an opportunity to take the seven heavenly virtues and really make a meal out of taking those dark. <laughs> I'm in. I say I love this. So I love it. Yeah. All the sins and the virtues. We're going to have to come up with some new titles. This is exciting. For sure. This is very exciting. I, I think it's going to be a great season, season nine. And uh, we're not going to tell you when it's coming, but I can tell you this. One of our jobs when we press stop on the record today is to come up with our release date for season nine. So it's not going to be just this thing that's out there. We're going to know. Yeah. Here's when it's coming. We're very excited about it. Uh, I will also say one more thing for Feeling Friends out there. This is a Feeling Friends announcement. And anybody who is not a Feeling Friend yet, if this season has been fun for you, please, please, please check out the Feeling Friends membership program and support the show. This is the last episode of the season. We are about to ship. The goodies that we've been talking about every week. We're about to ship them to the feeling friends, but it's not too late because we're a little slow. And when I say that, I mean Pete's a little slow at things, but I have stickers. I have things. Tom has this. I have addresses. I'm sending them to Tom today. We have jobs to do. And it's all going to mean packages for you, feeling friends in the mail. If you want to get a treat from Tommy and Pete, 
Hey. <laughs> should be on a shirt. <laughs> uh, then sign up today, allthefeelings.fun, and, uh, and, and put your name in there and uh, support this season, and it will automatically renew uh, at a lower rate for next season as well, so you don't even have to think about it. You'll get next season's treats, too. Oh, my gosh. Tommy and Pete treats. And you'll get access to special member-only episodes yeah. that we will be recording in between seasons, as we always do. They always get great. always do. And very fun. <laughs> we, haven't, I, we have not come up with our what we're going uh, to be food-related, right? our consumption-related. Yeah. Isn't that a sin, consumption? Oh, well. <laughs> hey, this has been super fun, and uh, definitely check out allthefeelings.fun for that. Thank you, everybody, for your support. It's hugely helpful to make this stuff run. So so that's it. Thank you so much for joining us for this episode and this season. This week's tune is, speaking of transcendence, Higher Than the Sun by I Am Daylight. Until next season, I'm Pete Wright. And I'm Tommy Metz III. Thank you so much for downloading. We will be back next season with The Sins.